What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 284th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ, and Will is here. It's now October, and I have numerous uh, spooky topics that I would like to cover as part of this week's program. Thank you. Did you update your, your Twitter name to being something spooky? Are people still doing that? I haven't figured that out yet, but you're going to do something like Vampire again, aren't you? It's real easy for me to just do Steve Blackula. Yeah, but you've done that so many years in a row. Let's be a little more creative this year, please. Uh, all the way from uh, somewhere in Europe, we have Al. <laughs> somewhere in Europe. <laughs> yes, and I have a new microphone, so you should hear my dulcet tones in a much better light. I'm 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 soaking them in. I'm soaking them in. They, do they celebrate uh, Halloween in in your country? Uh, well, we've kind of taken it away from America. I'm not a fa- <laughs> massive fan of it, but it does it does exist. Okay, okay. So people dress up, and then the trick or treating happens, and all that. So in in Scotland, we used to do uh, guising rather than uh, trick or treating, which is a similar sort of thing, but um. There's no negative connotations of if you don't give me sweets, then you're going to get a treat, a trick. It's just, you know. Oh, nobody in this country does that anyways. So that's all a farce. A farce. <laughs> but, but no, because people like typical Americans, they decided, oh, we're going to do Hell Night instead. And so the night before Halloween, they go out and they wreck everything. And then the whole trick part of trick or treat is gone. Now. Wait, what? Is- this doesn't happen where I live. You've never heard of Hell Night? I've I've heard of it very like maybe in passing, but De- definitely where I grew up um on October 30th teenagers can't buy like eggs or spray paint in any of the stores. So in like the 40s. Who is our Pokémon of the week, sir? Uh it's Miss Misdrevious. How do you say that? I said it right. Misdrevious. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you had it right. Yeah. The great thing about Milwaukee is so, do you guys do trick-or-treating at night, right? Oh, no. Now I remember your problem. I still protest this. So, Milwaukee County, specifically, usually doesn't have nighttime trick-or-treating because of safety concerns. So, if, like, I don't know when Halloween is. Let me pull up the calendar real quick. So it's Hall- October 31st. It's, it's always October 31st. Yeah, no, I know the date, guys. I'm talking about... <laughs> no, it's on no, Tuesday. See, and you're gonna, you're gonna, like... It's just, I am so disgusted with Milwaukee once again. Once again, it's this is this podcast is be, becoming like Milwaukee's problems. Uh, so Halloween is on a Tuesday night. So when I lived in other cities, people would go out on Tuesday night at you know six p.m. and they would get their trick or treating, and it would be from like I don't know six p.m. to eight p.m. But in Milwaukee, what they're going to do is they're going to say like Sunday at noon. From like noon to 3 p.m., you can trick or treat. But we don't, Milwaukee doesn't do it at night ever. Even if Halloween was on like a Saturday, it would still be from noon to like 3 p.m. So, what it, happens if they try? Like, do they get arrested and taken home? Well, like, no one. Are you just not allowed to go out at all at night? <laughs> I mean, like, I guess you could try to go trick or treating, but no one would have candy or anything because they would have it for the, the Sunday before. They would be out of candy, I suppose. They have so brainwashed their citizenry that they wouldn't have candy ready for the true trick-or-treaters who are actually trick-or-treating on All Hallows' Eve. I just, Milwaukee is so incredibly litigious that you guys are like, oh, well, 
let's see if we can legislate when a holy day happens and <laughs> see if the people will just accept it. And you guys are all like, all right, you're going to tell us when Halloween is as opposed to when it actually happens. And we're just going to go along with that. And then, you know, it starts with that. Then it's no teenagers in the malls. And then it's no poke stops in the parks. And what's next? <laughs> what is next? No catching Mewtwo allowed in this mall. The real question is, is it is it like Rocktober? Is it Inktober? Is it Foodtober? What what Tober is it this time? That has not been determined yet as far as I'm aware. Twitchtober? Podtober? Uh, there we go. That this that's the new one. It's Podtober according to ISE. Get all your podcasts in Toberize. Well, yesterday was International Podcast Day, and that was September 30th, so... They need to move it up a day. They need to start off Podtober with a bang. Well, talk to the Milwaukee City Council. I'm sure they'll make some (laughs) law about it there now. Uh, Let's just jump into some news. Uh, We don't have a lot of news. Well, we we have, like, these little bits of news, but it's not, like, long dialogues and news are, like, very substantial. The first bit here is... Entai is available in America as of now, which I think Europe has Suicune now. Is that it? We do. We have Suicune. And uh, Japan has Raikou. So it all rotated. The the discords, the Facebooks, the the Reddits, they're getting all excited again because a new Pokemon has existed. And I'm sure in like three or four days, they will be unexcited because they all caught 20 of them. So let me know when you're ready for me to complain about this. All right. Well, did you get your Raikou? No. Okay. Go ahead and complain now. The other night I was walking my dog. I ran into my neighbor who is a very, very big Pokemon Go player. You know, he texted me immediately when he got his first Mewtwo, blah, 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 blah. I saw him. We're talking and he's like, oh, did you get a Raikou? And I said, no, because... I pretty much only play Pokemon Go when I'm walking my dog and I never get to do raids because I don't know, you know, I don't have a group of people to go and do them with. I'm not organized that way. He said, well, let me get you into the Facebook group for DC Pokemon Go raids. Oh, man. Let me get you into the Discord for the Northwest DC Pokemon Go raids. And Uh everybody's in there and they're so organized and... You know, you'll be able to go to any of these raids and blah, 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 blah. All right. So fine. He he does that. He's a man of his word. You get the signs invite? me up, gets me in there. Yep. So All I'm right. in there. I'm and I'm paying attention, seeing trying to get the lay of the land, find out what people actually talk about in these groups and such. Here's the problem. And as I had mentioned to Al previously, Ghost Circle. These people These I have people lived I have lived in Washington, D.C. for 26 continuous years. There is little about this city that I do not know. These people refer to non-existent landmarks as locations for where raids are going to happen. So... Here's my example issue that's got me all infuriated for the day today. All of these people are like, oh... There's a Entei at uh, Hamilton Circle at 1.35 p.m. today. And I'm like, wow. These people! I thought I knew every circle in D.C. And I have never come across Hamilton Circle. I'm looking up on the internet. 
And it turns out that Hamilton Circle is a ghost circle, meaning they intended to build Hamilton Circle in 1903, but never did. But people still refer to that street intersection as Hamilton Circle because they think that they're all smart and everything when they should have just said the intersection of Massachusetts Avenue and Idaho Avenue. Please, what What is people. wrong with you? Oh. I'm going to bang and clang. I'm going to go to Milwaukee and do some banging and clanging over at your house, sir. <sighs> I am so mad. This is like the most unwelcoming thing people could possibly do. They they were referring to something yesterday as the steel fountain. I'm like, what is the steel fountain? There's no steel fountain. Stop making things up. Uh, anyways, whatever. That's my Pokemon Go experience for the week. Probably not going to get an Entei because I don't want to be around these people and their imaginary landmarks. That's all. Let me, let me, hot tip. Let me give you a little spoiler. You know Niantic is going to make all three of these circle back again for like a final like one or two weeks, right? I believe you. Like, why would they not? They already exist in the world. I, I, but you still have to have a raid group to do them with. Yeah, but now you're 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 in you're in the you're in the Facebook group. I don't want to hang out with these guys in their made up locations. <laughs> you just show up, join, catch, and leave. That's what I do. Do you do you, do you ever get to go to these things and not talk to people? I know you always talk to people because you get in fights with people at Pokemon raids. Uh I don't. Yes, the minute that somebody says, "Oh, if you're the first person to catch." Uh, Lugia, don't hit okay. Don't yep, hit yep. okay because, and then you're like, "Oh, don't do that. That's not real. It's that's not real. That's not real." You know why that's not real? Because Niantic came out on Reddit and said, "Hey, that's not real." Not your job to tell people that. Yeah, but I, I'm not going to sit but there no, and, and like let have people an have argument. a worse time. Trust me, anybody who's playing Pokemon Go is having a pretty bad time as it is. <laughs> not, it can't get much worse. Be a wonderful person. That's what I'm trying to be. Will. I'm just a little bit disappointed that the ghost circle had no ghosts. Yeah, no ghastlies, no haunters. What's going on over there? I it might. I usually I just don't walk down that far usually. I mean, I drive through it every day. I just don't walk. So see, but, okay, I so can't be playing well, what, go in the car. What you can do is because you see like four gyms from your house, which I wish I had that. So you you can see like what, what four gyms, five gyms? How many gyms can you see from your house? About uh, actually, probably about six or seven, because I can see over like the Embassy of Japan and American University and things like that. So you can see the gyms. So when, uh, when you have like six chances every three hours to see an Entai, because it's like a two-hour egg, I think, and then one hour when it spawns. Sure. Okay. So you can see an Entai. You can take a screenshot of it like people do, and you can post on Facebook like anti-raid at Embassy of Japan. Oh, 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 no, no, no. No, no. They have made it clear no photos allowed in these groups because I've seen people be berated for that. Okay. Well, you could just say anti-raid at Embassy of Japan from 4 p.m. Yeah, to 5 p.m., and then you can and walk over there. And all the people are going to they're gonna all respond and say, where is that? I don't know what that location is. Oh, did you mean Cheese Factory? Oh, yeah. We'll go over to Cheese Factory. And I'm like, what do you mean Cheese Factory? It's between the Swedish Ambassador's House and the Embassy of Japan. What are you making up places for? So I'm, I'm a little bit confused by this. So they're using <laughs> real-life locations that aren't the locations in the game. They're making up names for places in D.C. so that, you know, people who are normal people won't know where the actual raid is. Wait, wait, wait. Back but up. I, ju I just don't understand why they're not using the name of the gym that the raid is at. 
Exactly. The one, okay, so the one at Hamilton Circle, that's Annunciation Church. The actual Catholic church that I go to when I can be bothered to go to church. If they had said Annunciation Church, I would have known exactly what they were talking about and not have to look it up on the internet. You're telling me that there's a cheese factory next to the Japan Embassy? There is no cheese factory in my neighborhood, but I'm sure there was. Okay, no. Is I'll it a ghost a mi- cheese factory? <laughs> Possibly. I'll, I'll make it a little better. So, um, the Muppets. You, you're, are you familiar with Kermit the Frog, the Muppets, yeah. all those guys? All right. So, they literally started in the building that is directly behind my house, across the park from my house. So, they would literally refer to that location as, like, Muppet Land, as opposed to... NBC News, which everybody knows where NBC News is, but no, they're going to call it Muppet Land because there's a sign on the Nebraska Avenue that says, this is where the Muppets started. Is the Discord also this problem or is it just the Facebook? Same people in both. Mm. Maybe you should start your own Facebook group. Look, what you're telling me about your problems in Facebook, my Facebook group is just as worse. They just have different problems. Most of them being, let's post as many pictures of as we can of w- the raid, which is just literally a picture of what at the time was Raikou with the little like location icon in the corner, which isn't just just tell me the location. You don't need to send me a picture of Raikou. I know what he looks like. I've known what he's looked like for 20 years. I don't need a picture of it every single time he pops up. And then secondly, they need to post a picture of them catching Raikou. Yeah, we get it. You caught him. Uh-huh. We don't need a picture of that. But anyways, we're going on too long about Pokemon Go. <laughs> Hopefully, Will, you get an anti. Fingers crossed. This is a tweet from Nintendo UK. Redeem these codes in Pokemon Tournament DX to get some cool clothes for your trainer. It is a hamburger hat in Pokemon Tournament DX. It's literally a, a beanie that looks like a hamburger. For the the trainer, which of course isn't on the screen the majority of the time. Where's <laughs> my clothes for my Pokemon that are fighting? Ooh, that's good, yeah. So Al, did you get uh, Pokemon Tournament DX? Or are you still no, doing no. the demo? Yeah, I've not got it yet. I might get it. We'll see. I'm not sure I'm not sure it has enough for me to spend the amount of money that it costs new just now. I don't I don't think so either. Also, like Maybe because I'm not playing it. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the Pokemon scene. I got my ear to the ground when it comes to Pokemon stuff. Not hearing a lot of rumbling about Pokemon Tournament DX. Uh, how many squid does it cost? <laughs> uh, it's about 40. Something 40 like squids. Huh. For a triple A game title. That's I, not so bad. I would not say it's triple A. They're charging 60 but, I think, for it here in America. Are they not? Like, it's not discounted. It's 60 bucks. Yeah, but the... the... Exchange rate is is not one to one. It's like one pound to one thirty or something like that. So, so you'd expect a pound it to be cheaper in pounds. Squid for a dollar thirty. Okay. Oh, we're gonna have such fun, Will, aren't we? I, I mean, I'm just trying to make this a, an international type podcast so everyone can understand what's going on. That's right. We need we need the the European flair here. Uh, not directly related to Pokemon, but kinda. The Wii shop, the original Wii, their shop will close in 2019. 2019. Customers won't be able to add new Wii points after March 27th, 2018, and the service will completely shut down. 
on January 31st, 2019. Did you know in Scotland, when people say we, they mean little? <laughs> the little shop. The little it's Nintendo true. shop. <laughs> exactly. It's a different spelling, though. I saw some debate. Some people were upset about this, that it doesn't cost a lot of money to keep it up and running, and this is the problem with digital games, and this is why people will continue buying physical. I'm not on that side of the fence, but what do you guys think about the Wii shop closing? I, yeah, I didn't understand that complaint because like, I did buy uh, Dr. Mario from the Wii shop, and downloaded it to my Wii and it lives on my Wii and I don't need the Wii shop anymore. So it's like buy So the argument is if you if you set up a new Wii then uh, like you want to transfer your stuff to a new Wii for some reason then you can't re-download the games. Uh, yeah, but so are people forgetting that this is a Nintendo console and they don't break? Like my Nintendo 64 I can throw down a flight of stairs and it's 25 years old. Not that old, but Wait. So, so if I want to transfer my Wii store data to my Wii U, which was a function that does exist, yes. it requires the the Wii Shop? I believe so, yeah. It only requires it, it the just... Wii Shop because there's a transfer app that you need. But once you transfer it to your Wii U, it will then live forever on your Wii U. But the transfer goes over the internet, so it depends what servers they're using for that, whether they're using the same ones as the the shop or not hmm if the, if it doesn't allow you to transfer up still we're talking about a what is it 12 year old console um oh yeah i mean i agree with you yeah. on that one who 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 has an expectancy that they're going to see support for a piece of hardware that's that old that's mm. i mean like even 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 if you bought dr mario your oh, Wii. oh, I certainly did buy Dr. Mario. <laughs> and for, for and what, Yoshi's Island. For whatever reason, your Wii breaks, and now you have no way to play those games. That's no different than like scratching a disc or stepping on a disc or spill it or like dropping your Pokemon Platinum Crystal in, in a glass of water. Pokemon Platinum Crystal, Pokemon Platinum cartridge in a glass of water, which happened to my sister. Like those, like physical media can still get ruined, just like if your digital games live on a console and that console gets ruined. Yeah, that sucks. And in the case of physical, you would have to go out and buy a new copy. In the case of the digital, you can go out and buy that on a new system. No, because here's the problem Dr. Mario is on 3DS, if I'm not mistaken. Ugh, Dr. Mario is a horrible game. Puyo Puyo Tetris is so much better. That's right. But yeah, yeah. the problem is, like, if I scratch a, a disc, I can go on eBay and get somebody's used copy or mint never opened ET for the Atari 2600, whatever, cartridge and get it in the mail and I have the game to play again. If it's a digital copy and I can't re-download it from the e-store then I, I can't get it again. But once again, here's my complaint. You're complaining about not being able to play a 25-year-old game on a 12-year-old system. There are other games, folks. There are other no, games. No game is so precious. And the, the <laughs> real problem, the real problem isn't the Wii U store going down because I would imagine that there is a, it, it's just not like 
oh, it's free to run forever because it's so small. And it, we don't know that. No one knows that. We don't know how much it costs to run this service. We don't know how many people are even using this service. But the real problem is these games have existed on Wii. They have existed on Wii U. Not all of them, but because of the transfer, they existed at least somewhat on Wii U. But none of these games have shown up on Switch yet. And I think that is the real problem here is if my Wii breaks and I downloaded Dr. Mario, I think you can get it on 3DS. But even if, let's say you can't get it on 3DS, there should be a way to get Dr. Mario on Switch because it has existed on another Nintendo platform for the last 12 years or 11 years or however long Dr. Mario showed up on Wii. And I don't know why Nintendo is dragging their feet in bringing these old classic games a- around again. Because if I, I can st- tell you why. If I step on and, and a just... cartridge, or not a cartridge, but a disc, and I break like everyone's golf, I can buy everyone's golf, which is a great game. I can buy that again brand new on PS4 for $30, or I could probably find a used copy for 20 And if Dr. Mario existed on Switch and my Wii broke, I could probably pay the $4.99 or however much it was, $5.99 for Dr. Mario and get it again. The reason that they're not putting these things on the virtual console, and I will wholeheartedly agree with you that I am still waiting for the virtual console functionality, subscription, whatever that I was promised when I purchased my Switch six to nine months after it had actually been released. Here's the problem. They got the SNES Classic. They've got the NES Classic, and they want to sell those units. I think that's and a different that's audience, that's got though. Dr. Mario on it. No, it's got Dr. Mario on it. If you want Dr. Mario, you got to get your SNES Classic now. And you know what? You can't step on that and break it. It's definitely not a different audience because it's people who want to play classic games. And the people who want to play classic games will either buy the classic consoles and the games for that, or they will spend whatever money Nintendo makes them to buy either on the Switch, the console that they have, or a brand new console, which is the SNES or NES Classic. See, I don't think that, like... If I really wanted to play, I, let's just keep using Dr. Mario. If I really wanted to play Dr. Mario, I wouldn't spend $300 plus another $5 on a Switch. But if I walked into a store and I saw that I could play Dr. Mario and 29 other games for for $79, that's like an impulse buy. Whereas like a Switch is not an impulse buy. Well, maybe, maybe for some it's an impulse buy. <laughs> Trust me, the people standing in line to get that SNES Classic, that was not an impulse buy. You don't stand in line for five hours at an impulse buy. Well, okay, buy. If, if, the, if the SNES Classic was available in stores, because like Nintendo it hasn't reinvented the wheel on consoles that hook up to your TV that has X amount of games on it. There's been Sega knockoffs and, and Atari knockoffs for years. Mayfair Mall has had kiosk with these third-party consoles that play 100 games for many Christmases. And I'll tell you, the people walking up are like, oh, I need a gift for for little Joey. This is $40. Okay, let's just get this. There's 40 games on it. He'll love it. And then there are the hardcore Nintendo people that are like, I need an SNES Classic because I need every Nintendo piece of hardware in my life, and I'm going to pre-order 20 of them. That's a different argument. So if if those are the two markets you've got, you're saying you've got the people who will impulse buy a SNES or NES classic, and you've got the because people who Because it brings back memories for them. Yeah, yeah. No, I accept that. But you also have the people who have a Switch. The hardcore gamers, you might call them. Although you'd argue that maybe they're not 
buying a Switch. But anyway, who are the people that are going to have a Switch and buy a game on a Switch, but not buy the SNES or NES Classic? Definitely me. For me, I don't want another thing under my TV. And most of those games on both the NES and the SNES, while I would want to play some of them, I would rather just buy them a la carte on the Switch and have the ability to take those games with me instead of being tethered to my TV. Oh, good call there. So I have another question because you're two youths. Um, (laughs) Like the SNES was around when I was a teenager. So we're talking the 80s. And I I know, Steve, you didn't spend a lot of time in the 80s. Uh, Al, I don't know how much time you spent in the 80s, but certainly not as much as me because I got the whole decade to enjoy. (laughs) What is this baloney of you folks in your 20s having nostalgia for a console that was like around when you were three years old? You should have nostalgia for a Nintendo 64. Yeah, but you're you're assuming that our like parents bought the console right away. Like I didn't get a Nintendo sixty four until like four or five years after it came out. Okay, but did you did your parents have a SNES? We got a SNES when the Nintendo sixty four launched, and then we got a Nintendo sixty four when like the PlayStation two launched. Like we were always a console generation behind in my house. <sighs> Al, what's your excuse? Well, I never actually had the NES or the SNES originally, so I don't actually have that nostalgia. I was uh, very definitely a a Sega person at that point. Sega. So when Nintendo puts out the Sega Genesis, Al will be first in line. Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure I saw saw a Genesis emulator when I was in Target yesterday. Yeah, those have existed for years. I mean, part of the problem is that I have all the consoles anyway, so I'm not going to buy a new version that is a tiny version that can't play old games anyway. I would. I have an SNES Classic sitting in my house right now. I pre-ordered it because I knew it would sell out. Wait, you just said you wouldn't spend the money on that, I and would, you're you, now saying you have the console. I have it. My initial goal was I'm going to buy this because it will sell out, and it did, because I was up at 3 a.m. When, when Best Buy went pre-orders. And then Micah came crawling up to me and begged me to buy it off of him because he couldn't get one. Because classic Micah, I'm calling Micah out right now. Micah is really bad when it comes to pre-ordering things, getting tickets, <laughs> getting stuff early. And I've always gotten his back on that kind of stuff. Pokemon Go Fest, I knew he'd be sleeping when that sale went up. I bought him two tickets. And Micah is the Nintendo fanboy. I, is, I don't understand the fanboy experience, but Micah is the Nintendo fanboy. So I picked up the NES Classic. Micah is in Door County right now celebrating his five years with his wife. Congratulations of five years of marriage. And like two days before he goes, he texts me and goes, oh, I might not need that SNES Classic anymore. I think I got one. And I'm like, no. You cannot back out on this transaction. I could have had this on eBay already. I could have been making other deals to move this unit. But you were the one that came crawling to me that you needed it, and I saved it for you. So he's buying it no matter what. I I guess if he doesn't buy it, I'm sure there are people in Slack that will have it, that will want one. But I'm not keeping it. Or you can still put it on eBay. Just wait till it's closer to Christmas time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but the problem is they've already said they're making more of them, so... Yeah, yeah. I think they're also bringing you, you've back... you missed that the, peak. 
I think they're bringing back the um the first one too, the NES. I they think. are. I think they're doing that. I'm just calling Mike out. I have to say, just before we we finish this topic, how ugly is the American SNES? Uh, it's it's not colorful. Like you guys have the it's, color buttons, buttons, right? Yeah, we have the color colored buttons on the controllers, but it, the actual box itself, the American one, is a very ugly console. <laughs> it represents our country very well. <laughs> Look, Ronald Reagan was president. We were having some hard times. You guys just don't understand because you weren't there. We were happy with what we could get. Speaking of being happy with what they can get, Mr. Mime and Unknown to be available in Pokemon Go at the Tortiri Sand Dunes in Japan from November 24th to November 26th. I don't know what the Tortiri Sand Dunes are, but I'm sure our resident Japanese expert, Andrew, be more than happy to tell us. I feel like Japan got Mr. Mime. They got Mr. Mime during the uh, Pikachu outbreak. So I guess they're getting it getting it again for a second chance here. Was it not Kangaskhan they got during the outbreak? I thought they got Mr. Mime. Because Europe got Kangaskhan for uh, Safari Zone. And then America got Kangaskhan for the Pokemon World Tournament. Whatever they're calling that now. International World Championship. Totori Sand Dunes? Yeah, that's what I said. Okay... <laughs> Do you know what that is? Is it a golf course? I, I mean, what is it? I looked it up. No, it's pretty much like a beach with sand. Is there anything special about it? Lots of sand. All right. Um, it looks like they have a theme park there and possibly a um sand museum. <laughs> oh boy, that sounds great. <laughs> yes, yes, they do have the Totori Sand. Uh, it's the Sand Museum. Yes. Suna no Bijutsukan. It displays sand sculptures in temporary facilities. Interesting. Uh, Viz Media announced that Pokemon Indigo League Season 1 Blu-ray 6-disc set to be released on November 14th with an MSRP of $69.99 American dollars. So that's about 45 squids? Yeah, how many squids is that? <laughs> that sounds about right. All right. I'm not sure who's gonna who's buying a 20-year-old anime, though. I don't know if I'm in the market or not for this. It's on Netflix. Yeah, but when they say Blu-ray, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to look better and sound better. But didn't they just release no. HD versions of the anime in iTunes? Was, is for season one? Yeah, the... It's not going to look or sound any better or not. It's You're going to think it is because it says <laughs> Blu-ray on the box. I want that placebo still, sometimes. It was still recorded 20 years ago. They don't, they don't suddenly make it magically better. Like They could have their master recordings that they go back to, but the chances of them actually being recorded in HD are very slim. I'm checking right now. Will, what do you think about this? I'm checking right now if there's HD versions on iTunes, but maybe well, that was Amazon I mean, only? Uh, I, I don't know, but Netflix tends to rotate things out, so you can't rely on them having it forever for that time when you've got that odd need to watch Pokemon Indigo League, but some people just want to have that physical copy in case, you know, the iTunes the store closes. <laughs> <laughs> but what if, what if they can't maybe, get... maybe I just don't understand because I don't tend to rewatch things very much. I... 
don't tend to rewatch movies a lot, but like it, it, specific TV shows, I will rewatch like Simpsons, like Seinfeld, like Digimon. Like I'll rewatch that stuff over and over. But but mostly I'm not watching it. It's just in the background when I'm working on something. And is Pokemon one of those ones? I can't. I I can see funny shows as being something that you watch over and over. Uh, but Pokemon. Really? Pokemon. I've I've put Pokemon on, but it it's kind of annoying to have on in the background because some of the voices are like really piercing, or it's a lot of like Jesse and James saying the same thing, uh, and that kind of gets annoying. So yeah, I struggle yeah, to watch the show once. Yeah, I think part of the experience is it's usually when we're at Steve's house and it's like two o'clock in the morning and we've been doing something stupid all night and then we're all like in the living room and he's like, oh, I'll put on the Pokemon cartoon. And then he puts on like <laughs> anime, the one episode you me, don't want to watch. Anime. It's a cartoon. I'm an American. <laughs> okay, so just to, just to pull it up here, iTunes and Amazon have Indigo League Val- season one, volume one, which is uh, 13 episodes. Standard definition is nineteen ninety nine, and HD is twenty one ninety nine. So two more dollars for eight for to turn all thirteen episodes to HD. Same price for both, but I believe there are four volumes in a season. Which yes, there are four volumes in a season, which then comes to for fifty two episodes for eighty. Six dollars, if I did my math right. So it is fourteen dollars cheaper to get the Blu-ray, but you are switching out discs, which is a huge bummer. Also, it says six six discs, so I don't know how they're spreading the episodes across these. And uh, and if there's bonus features, that could be a selling point. Like if there was exclusive stuff on the disc, that alone would be a selling point because I'd be curious about that. But I highly doubt that these discs have anything exclusive to them director's commentary who's who's who would be on the director's commentary at this point because they ain't they mr ain't, pokemon they ain't paying veronica taylor any any more dimes well she wasn't the director she was the, the voice actor i feel like the only way i would buy the pokemon anime at this point is if they put like all the seasons together for like a one-time purchase i thought they had that like it was like a, a- 20th anniversary complete set for $200 or something. It was seasons 1 through 19. It was physical. I don't think it was Blu-ray. I think it was just DVD. And it's not available in America. I think it's Australia? Oh, the Australians always get the best stuff. Says no one ever. (laughs) No, they are in the best time zone because they get tomorrow before everybody else ruins it. I mean, they can like stomp all over it while it's fresh and clean. And then we get it and we're like, wow, it's been through Asia. It's been through Europe. And now we get the dregs of the day. And like they've got shrimp (laughs) on the barbecue. The Equinox in Pokemon Go event has been extended by 24 hours because there was an issue which prevented trainers from logging in for, I don't know, about 12 hours, give or take. Some people got in, some people didn't, but... uh, I got zero 2K eggs from that event. Once again, thank you, Pokemon Go. You have to to go through your other eggs first. You got to be hatching eggs to be getting new eggs, Will. Oh, I've got like 40 eggs. You can only hold nine. Can't have 40 eggs. (laughs) I've got nine eggs. (laughs) 
I have to say, though, that's the one thing that you can't expand that I actually would expand. The eggs? Egg storage. Mm. Yeah. I need more I need more bag storage. Let's not get into that again. <laughs> uh, the Hoenn... Oh, you said we were going to do a weekly episode of What's in Steve's Bag. That's true. I, I, di- I power walked Mayfair Mall yesterday for about a half hour because I was near uh, the, the Best Buy's near Mayfair Mall. I had, pick- I had to pick up the, the SNES Classic. I got a hundred. Also, you had to be a, a power walker to be able to be in the mall because if you're a Pokemon Go player, right. you are not welcome. If they, if they saw me power walking, they wouldn't question what I was doing. Uh, I have uh, 1,300 items out of 1,500. I, I spent a lot. I have 15 potions, 55 super potions, 53 hyper potions, 225 max potions, 86 revives, 56 max revives, 13 lucky eggs. As you can tell, I bought one of those boxes. Uh, 13 fast TMs, 4 charged TMs, 254 rare candy, 1 raid pass, 2 premium raid pass, 84 pokeballs, 81 great balls, 115 ultra balls, 15 lures, 24 raspberries, 90 pinup berries, 114 golden raspberries, camera, egg incubator, super egg incubator, 3 sunstones, 4 king's rock, 7 metal coat, 8 dragon scale, and 2 upgrade. I have nothing to add. <laughs> Except from what we said last week. They don't hand out rare candy like they used to. So I'm very happy with the amount of rare candy I'm sitting on. You're still stingy on them golden raspberries, and I know it. I'm going to point right at you and say you're stingy. Yeah, but they don't, hold, they don't hand out golden raspberries like they used to either. I would know I don't have any. Because <laughs> you're not raiding. No, because I use them to feed all my friendly Pokemon at the gym. Then that's why you're not catching Suicunes and Antis and Raikus, because you need golden raspberries to soften them up. They only got a 2% catch rate. I, I've Wait, got how a did lot we end up talking about Pokemon Go again? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we finished that half an hour ago. It always comes back to Pokemon Go. Hey, let's talk about some Sun and Moon. The Hoenn Cap Pikachu, now available until October 2nd. So if you're listening to this... Uh, enter Pikachu 20 to get Hoenn Cat Pikachu. Otherwise, the next uh, Pikachu hat in rotation is the Sinnoh hat. That'll be your next Pikachu for the next week. My question, and we may know this already, are they going to do both of the Gen 5 hats? Because there were two different hats. Uh, I think they're only doing one Gen 5 hat. Oh, they better do the right one. <laughs> so not, It doesn't matter which one they're doing. People don't want that hat. They either want... The Hoenn hat, because there's too many Gen 3 fanboys. They want the Ash original hat, because there's too many Gen 1ers. Or, really, those are the only two hats people want. I want the Gen 5 hat. I'm probably going to do this, the Sinnoh hat. Which one was the Sinnoh hat? Uh, I don't remember what it looks like. Uh, you, there's only one Unova cap, and then a Kalos cap, and then a Lola cap. So Sinnoh is October 3rd through 9th, Unova is 10th through 16th, Kalos 17th through 23rd, and then Alola 24th through 30th. And I think that will wrap up your Pokemon news. So what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we got some emails and our Pokemon of the week, so we will be right back. Leg tubes. Leg tube. Leg tubes. Tube. Leg tubes. Leg tube. Leg tubes. Tube warmers. Socks. Socks. The phrase leg tube might be good, right? The phrase leg tube might be. Mm. 
Leg tubes. Leg tube. Leg tubes. Tube. Leg tubes. Leg tube. Leg tubes. Tube warmers. Well, then they're just leg tubes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and we are back from our break. Let's do some emails here. So if you have questions, comments, concerns, you want to tell me that your city is worse than Milwaukee? I highly doubt it, but you can do so by emailing me at sbj at pkmncast.com. Or you can go to pokemonpodcast.com and hit that contact button and email me that way. Both ways are efficient. First email is from Philip. Hi, SBJ and Will. My name is Philip, and I am from Michigan. I am a longtime listener of the podcast, and I am enjoying listening to it. I've wrote in before, but I understand you get a lot of emails, so it's okay. I'm sorry. I don't mean to miss anyone's email. It's just, yes, we get a lot of emails. Anyways, I've been a Pokemon fan for 14 years, but I'm not interested in Go, so hopefully that's okay. If you read this on the show, my question is, do Patreon backers get email priority? That, no, I'll answer that right now. No, they do not. Uh, I'm not able to support the show in that way, but I've been listening for five years. It would be nice to meet you and the crew, but although that doesn't seem likely, thank you, and hopefully reading my email is okay, but if you don't, that's okay too. Thanks for the great podcast. I appreciate it, Philip. Well, thank you for listening for five years. It's a long time. Will, you haven't even been around for five years. You are so incorrect because I've actually been around for exactly <laughs> five years. Uh, yeah, no, Patreon backers don't get priority email. You know, they just get the Slack access and they get um, they get to vote on stuff for our Leaf Green playthrough. But that's about it. But man, five years. It's a long time to be listening to a show. Sorry, that's, that's about it. I think you're selling the Slack short. The Slack is <laughs> Thank you. I never know what to say. Sometimes the only semblance of sanity is in the my slack. Life. Uh, just, just some days. Well, it's only a semblance of sanity. It certainly is not a reflection of sanity. There, are, there are some really great people in Slack. This is true. <laughs> I'm one of them. No, thank you for listening for five years. You know, Will and I go to a lot of cons. So if you're ever going to like a pack, I'm not saying that we're going to be at every PAX. PAX is, PAX is expensive. Uh, but we we will be at PAX South which is a pretty inexpensive PAX compared to the other two, especially West. West is, whew, still paying for that one, I'll tell you that. Will and I go to a lot of PAXs. Will and I go to Gen Con. Will and I, I mean, Will goes to more Pokemon stuff than I do, tournament-wise, I think. Or you have been recently. Uh, not this time, but I will be probably once Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon comes, so, comes around. I mean, if, if you're traveling, we're traveling, we're bound to meet. So I've met a lot of fans, and they've all been awesome. And I love meeting people. Yeah, and if we do, like, meetups and stuff, we usually try to get a place that's, like, not going to cost money. So don't be afraid if we say, hey, we're going to be at this place. We'd love to meet people. Just come and come say hi, because we, we like that. We like to see people mm -hmm. and say hi. And it, usually if I do a panel or anything, uh, I always stay after the panel and talk to everyone until... Uh, everyone has been talked to, so I, I never like try to like leave right away or 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 get out of there. I I do stick around until everyone is satisfied in some way. That didn't sound right. Uh, this is from Stefan from Germany. Hello, PKMN cast team. I really like your podcast. In regards to episode two eighty one, 
The download code for Dratchy for the Megastones is spelled... Don't have no clue what the spelling is. But anyways, it is the German word for dragon. So there you go. Uh, the next question... Well, that wasn't really a question. But the question is, which are the two Pokemon Will is missing to, for a complete living decks in Pokemon Bank? I started listening a couple months... That's so <laughs> I started listening a couple months oh, ago, creating a 100% complete living decks. I only have the first 151 plus Celebi and some other event Pokemon. I missed most of the event Pokemon from last year. What are the best ways to get event mythical Pokemon? Keep up the great work. With regards, Stefan, P.S. Keep that dog clean in 2017. Yeah, Will, what are the, what well, are the two Pokemon you're missing? Well, I'll, I'll give you and Al one clue, and if I'm sure Al's going to be able to get it, but you probably won't. Uh, if I said I'm still playing Pokemon Sun right now, the Krasma. No. Will it be Solgaleo then? So Solgaleo is one of them. Actually, there's three. Oh, you're lying now that to I us. think of it. Yeah, okay. Solgaleo is one of them. Yes. So there's two others that you have to have a copy of well, Sun and a copy of Moon, or two copies of Moon, or whatever you're going to oh, do. Oh wait, you I already have like Manaphy and Darkrai and Deoxys and Rayquaza. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I had a living Pokedex. I mean, I had a full, complete Pokedex okay, in black right. and white, too. Oh, so, it's, so it's Ultra Beasts, then. Uh, you're say, you said you're playing Sun. In, yeah. Incorrect. No. no, it's not Ultra Beasts. No. Nope. Rockruff. All right. I'm not going to make you guys sweat too hard. There are two Pokemon in these games where you only get one of them, but they evolve. So, so in order to Cosmog. have a living dex, you have to figure out a way to get both of them. So yes, Cosmog is one because I Valley. evolved it to Cosmoem, and then you get uh, you, actually you get a second one, right? Because you get Solgaleo, yeah. and then you get another one. You can evolve it to Cosmoem, and then Silvalley. Yes, yeah. type type. Oh, null, I see. I don't okay. Have. Do you have your living dex organized by by dex number yes. in Pokemon Bank? Yes. Why would you I not? mean like what? <laughs> Steve's a very disorganized dude. <laughs> There's no way you could make a living Dex and know you have a living Dex without having it organized. <laughs> well, he has them organized by type. Uh, my Pokemon bank is very unorganized. There are certain areas that are organized, like any Pokemon that's traded to me that I used in competition have their own box. What do you do after you're done with a living Dex, Will? You never play Pokemon again? No, so whenever I start a new game, I drop the living decks into the new game, and then all the professors are like, oh, hey, you've got it all. Congrats. Here's your shiny but charm. Is it not really a living dex if you're missing the other gender's counterpart? Because let's be, let's be real here. What? Let's, let's be honest with ourselves. There is a distinct difference between a male and a female Pikachu as well as a Wobbuffet, as well as many other Pokemon. No. Okay, okay, living decks. Steve, tell me, when, when do you have a complete Pokedex in the game, Steve? I mean, when you, when you get the full Pokemon, but I'm just saying. Yes, you don't know, you don't need, you don't need the different genders to complete it in game. So why would you need to have all the genders to complete it in a living decks? Because what That's... else are you going to do with your time? You got you got to keep working for something else. A shiny Dex, obviously. I'll tell you what else I'm going to do with my time. It's called Monster Hunter. <laughs> so some people go for shiny, right? Some people try to get a shiny living Dex. 
But what about the genders? Right, there's yeah. people who want every form as well, and I don't want every form. I don't want every. I don't want all the genders. I don't want all the forms. No, that's your fine. male caterpie is, is going to be so distraught that there isn't a female ca- uh, caterpie to make them happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how Pokemon works. I'm just telling people to set their goals a little bit higher. So there was another question in that email um, about how you can get mythicals if you missed the 20th anniversary distributions where they basically gave away every single mythical. Yes. I mean, I hate to say it again, but our Slack community, those people tend to have multiples of the mythicals and you go on and you're like, I need, uh, I don't know, Jirachi. And they're like, I've got a Jirachi here. And there you go. You can get Celebi right now. Also, you have to pay for Celebi, so... That's not going to work for everyone. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's true. You got to pay. Got to pay for that Pokemon. Finally, we're in the world of microtransactions for Pokemon. We've all been waiting for it. There you go. But if you do, if you do have a second Celebi, you can, uh, and you can't get uh, the ones you need on the Slack community. There are plenty of places that will trade you for that Celebi, especially if you have a code. Those codes will be pretty uh, worth quite a lot on some of the online trading communities. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll see we'll see some more mythical Pokemon following the release of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, just like we saw like Darkrai uh, appear after Sun and Moon at GameStop. So wait, am I am I crazy, or is uh, 2018 the 20th anniversary of Pokemon in America? Is that right? I think that is right. Yep, that is correct. So they might do another 20th anniversary, like, low-key distribution system or something like that. They got to do something. Oh, we're going to have a 20th anniversary of, of something every year for the next <laughs> five years, then. Fine with me. It's like, last year was the games, this year's the anime, next year's the games in America, the year after the games in Europe, and then we're on to yellow, and then, oh, it's just, it's going to be forever. I'm all right with that. As long as we keep getting Pokemon content, because this year has been a little lackluster. Pokemon Go was the big thing. True. And there's enough sadness in this world that we need to find reasons to celebrate wherever we can. Skylar writes in from Morrisonville, New York. I was going to say, your brother? (laughs) Why does he got to write in? They spell their Skylar very differently than my Skylar. Hi, ISE crew. I'm a big fan of the show, and I've been listening for a year and a half. Started listening right before Sun and Moon was announced. The last Pokemon game I played was Platinum, but I'm still listening to your podcast every week, and it's convinced me to pick up a 2DS and Sun. I haven't done anything Pokemon-related since I couldn't catch Necrozma. The only Pokemon exposure right now I have is ISE. I haven't watched the anime in years. That said, I'm a big fan of Digimon, and I enjoy listening to you talk about it occasionally. My favorite is Zudomon. I think that's what you said. Uh, when the question was asked a few years ago. I don't think it was it was just a couple months ago somebody asked me that. The other thing you talk about on the show is wrestling. Now that now that's something I've never watched, but it looks interesting as I've watched a few clips of Andre the Giant and The Rock. My question is, where slash how is the best sl- place slash way to start, wrestl- to start watching wrestling? Sorry, my words are getting tongue twisted. Second question, who are your favorites? I know you interviewed Austin Creed a year ago or so, so please let me know. I am a big fan and love all you do. Thank you, Skylar. Didn't we have a question like this last week? Something similar, true. 
Um, except they, cause they were just asking you, you asked me if I love wrestling and I went on about how the WWE betrayed me. And also my favorite was always bad news Barrett and, uh, he's no longer with the company. Yep, he so. left. Oh, you well. didn't have a second favorite. There's so many characters. Will you just grew. Uh, I mean, I like Finn Balor. I also like Sami Zayn, but everybody makes fun of me cause I like Sami Zayn, but I just like him cause he's cute. He's a good wrestler. He's really good. I just don't, he, he's very hit and miss with me. Uh, he's more about the mechanics and the story, so and also yeah. being cute. Uh, Digimon is great. Uh, I'm working my way through season three of Digimon. It's not as good as season one and two, but uh, maybe it'll get there. Maybe it'll 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 click. Uh, so, getting into wrestling, I feel like we get this question like once every four months. So I'll try to keep it short. I think the best way to get into wrestling is to watch a pay per view which there are usually two pay-per-views a month. The next pay-per-view coming up is on October 8th, which is called Hell in a Cell, and it is on a Sunday night. You can get it for free by signing up for the WWE Network. No, they don't sponsor the show, but maybe they should at this point. Otherwise, the WWE Network is $9.99 a month. That does not get you access to Raw or SmackDown. Those are on USA every Monday and Tuesday night live, respectfully. But... The great thing about a pay-per-view is that it's just matches, but more importantly, before the match, they do like a two-minute story of why this match is happening and why you should care about it. And I think that's really important in wrestling, because if you're just watching two guys beat up each other, it's very hard to care about that. But when you're presented with a story of like why it escalated to a match, spoiler, all wrestling stories escalate to a match you can easily then go like oh this guy's in the right and this guy's in the wrong and the best stories are usually both guys are in the right but they go about it the wrong way and so that's why some people quote unquote want to root for the bad guy and some people want to quote unquote root for the good guy i think the new day is really great austin creed his wrestling name is xavier woods he plays a trumpet in the new day uh, with biggie and kofi kingston the New Day is really, really fantastic. They're in a feud right now with the Usos, uh, who, who are also fantastic. And that is a match at the next pay-per-view. And then the other wrestler I really like is AJ Styles, which I said last week. Yeah, and I like Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon, and they have a match next week as well. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I hope that helps. I mean, you could... Yeah, I want to... I want to revise my answer because I just remembered that one of our listeners does local pro wrestling, you know, the mm -hmm. local circuits and stuff. I can't remember what company he wrestles for, but Rocky Rage. There you go. That's my favorite. I think that's his wrestling name. <laughs> He's my favorite wrestler because I'm friends with him on Facebook and he always makes me laugh. I also like uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is a uh, Will. Fine Bushy Road product. Thank you. Uh, but I, I don't recommend people who are getting into wrestling to start watching that. I think WWE has a really good... They have like high production value and simpler stories and it's on frequently and it's in English. So it's very easy to follow along and jump in anywhere. Uh, New Japan takes takes like a little bit of wrestling knowledge to get into. There's your uh, three minute wrestling minute. Al, not a, not a wrestling fan. <laughs> no, I used to watch it when I was younger, when it was... Uh... WWF, but uh, no, no, really not. Yeah, once they got rid of um, what's they, his name, uh, Roddy Rowdy Roddy Piper, he was like, no, no Scots, no interest, <laughs> no Scots, no deal. 
You're telling me you guys don't have a stereotypical Scottish man? I'm not interested in this show anymore. Oh, and I do want to point out that wrestling is very based on stereotypes. It's just it's just what it is. Uh, so you have to you have to be okay with that. This is from Randy from Buckhannon, Wyoming. Hi, SBJ. I started listening to your show, and but my podcast app will only let me go to around episode 60. I really like the segment where you talk about different teams and you offer advice on it. I was wondering and was wondering where you go to look at these teams. It's been five years since the episodes I'm listening to first air, so it's likely something you you don't do, but I thought it wouldn't hurt to ask. Uh, okay, so if you're looking to listen to older episodes that your podcast app doesn't show, you would have to go to our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash pkmncast. And the reason that happens is because most podcast apps, like Apple Podcasts uh, or Google Play Music, they can only see the last 250 episodes in an RSS feed. And we're well above... 208 I know this is episode 284 but there is like all the Alola episodes and there are live episodes and there are like mini episodes so we're well over 300 different unique RSS episodes so that's why you're not seeing those older episodes but if you go to SoundCloud and you scroll through you'll see all the episodes I think the reason we stopped feature team is because there are better resources out there for competitive guides uh smogon nugget bridge youtube channels like aaron sangs there are a lot of people that do competitive way better than we do so we stopped doing that and in retrospect you probably look at my advice and you go that that wasn't good advice I've got a piece of advice for people. Don't use Gligar in Pokemon Sun and Moon because you can only get a Razor Claw off of a Bruxish, and I'm not putting myself through that anymore. So if anybody wants to write in with what I should replace my Gligar with, I'd be happy to hear it. You can get it in the uh, battle tree for some battle points instead. Um, But I'm using it for my playthrough. There's no battle tree. Well, that's very sad for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening that long. All these five years, five years. Uh, we'll do one more email. This one is from Matt from Chicago. Hey, Pokemon team. I have a question that is probably very irrelevant to Pokemon creators. However, I find it amusing thinking about it anyways. Do you think Pokemon creators have specific religions following the Pokemon they create? Region exclusive, religions, cults, etc. If you were to create your own Pokemon cult, which Pokemon would you worship? Matt, do, does he mean Pokemon creators as in like the people who draw slash make up the Pokemon? Maybe. Hmm. That's tricky. But anyways, I suppose it's like you could scrap that part anyways and just go like which Pokemon would be one that you would worship. So is this, I'm guessing this is referring to the, the stuff around um, Helix and... Uh, Arceus and Bidoof and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. There I think, you go. Yeah. I mean, is that a cop-out? Al? Uh, yeah, Al, you start, start us off here. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> well, I've always found it weird that people don't have something around Mew, because like, Mew's literally meant to be the what all Pokemon came from. So let's go with Mew. I'm going to go with Mew. 
Okay. All right. Will, you got anything? Also like Mew. I mean, He's- it's tough for me because I'm like hardcore atheist. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Arceus is the creator of all Pokemon and like the creator of the Pokemon universe with uh, Dialga and Palkia as, you know, his two apostles or whatever. But I think we should all be worshiping Victini, the, right. the little Pokemon, luck Pokemon who will give us good fortune. Isn't that like a, hopefully, I don't mean to like offend anyone, which probably already was like people are like, oh, Steve's going to say a bad thing. But isn't there something in Chinese culture where they worship something that's really lucky? Is that a dragon? I'm sorry. I don't mean like, I think I. Well, no. Isn't that what (laughs) what the like the dragons dancing in the street? Isn't that about luck? Of being like, oh, it's like a lucky year. Maybe I'm, no, I'm clearly no, not no, cultured no, in no, this. No, 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 no. So the the in, in culturally, and in, in this is also done in Hawaii because in regular like December thirty first, January first in Hawaii, there are so many fireworks that go off that okay. literally during the seventies and early eighties, like the TV transmission would turn to static because the amount of firework works would disrupt the transmission of television signals. Um, the concept is you make all of that noise and explosion to scare the demons out of your house. Oh, okay. So in a way, yes, misfortune. You want to scare misfortune away. Um, although I do remember one year that one of my neighbors wrapped their entire house in fireworks, thinking that they were going to be successful that way, and their house did burn down. Um, so Good. I, I guess the demons won that year. So yeah, the Chinese New Year, the concept is you know, make a lot of noise, have the, the dragon dancing in the street to kind of, I, I would say, scare away the bad luck, the the misfortune, the demons, um, that way. It's not a worship thing, uh, because I think the majority of traditional Chinese religion is Buddhist or Confucius. Con- that's a hard word to say. Confucian. Uh, so, not dragon worship in that way. Okay. What about the cat with the arm that goes up and down? Isn't that supposed to be like a lucky cat? Ne- Neko cat? The beckoning cat? Do you know the story of the Neko cat? I don't. But that's also like the beckoning cat, a Chinese thing, right? Or uh, Chinese, Japanese as well. Yes. Um, so there was a nobleman who was uh, was traveling in the woods, and he saw a cat make a beckoning gesture to him, and he followed the cat over, and the tree that he was standing under got hit by lightning, and if he hadn't have followed the cat, he would have been killed by the falling tree. So in that way, the beckoning cat brings good fortune. Something along those lines. I'm not, that may not be 100% correct. It's been a while since I've read that story, but something similar to that. Got it. Uh, I, would, uh, I would worship the Helix. I think that is a very time and place situation for a lot of people who uh, believe in the Helix fossil. I can't believe you've both just chosen, exi- chosen existing one. <laughs> I'm the only one with an imagination here. I mean, that's clear. I have no imagination. I just admitted how uncultured I am moments ago. <laughs> Uh, well, that'll wrap it up for emails but if you have uh, man there are so many unread emails but a lot of them are from a long time ago I'm, I'm, I'm sorry uh, but if you want to refresh our inbox sbj at pkmncast.com or pokemonpodcast.com slash contact that'll uh, send some emails in here sometimes an email is so old that it's not worth reading at that point but we're getting caught up 
Yeah, we call that stale mail. Stale mail. Let's uh, move on to our Pokemon of the week since it's Podtober. Of course, you need you need the proper um, uh, moving between the sections from misfortune to. Yeah, you're thinking too hard. <laughs> you're you're thinking too hard. <laughs> so since it's Podtober, as de- as decided by ISE, uh, we are going to do a spooky Pokemon every every week, and this week is Misdrevious. <laughs> Uh, which is a ghost-type Pokemon introduced in Gen 2. I will have a Pokemon Go moveset for you all, but Will will give you a little info about this Pokemon. And I, I've learned from uh, Micah and listening to the Carve podcast um, that that's called, when you mispronounce something like that, it's called putting a little flavor on it. Oh, I because see. Because the, po- the Pokemon's name is Mistrevus. Mistrevus, not Mistrevious. I mean, no, misdrevus. Dree v us. No, <laughs> stop putting letters in there. That I aren't didn't put there. any letters. Dree, D R E A. Dree v as in v, just the letter v. Us as in U S. I'm not you don't putting. Pronounce the letter v on its own. It's only a, a noise you make, like you know the start of a car in the cold Milwaukee winter. Dree v us. Yeah. Anyways. Welcome to This Week in Linguistics. <laughs> Where's Dustin? All right. Biology of Mistrevis. Mistrevis is a dark bluish-green ghost-like Pokemon. While it has no visible arms or legs, its lower half has several small appendages and resembles a ruffled dress. It has several round, red gems around its neck, which are used to absorb fear as nourishment. It has long, flowing, lilac-tipped hair. Mistrevis's large, red eyes have yellow sclerae. Mistrevis lives in caves. As a nocturnal Pokemon, it spends its days sleeping in darkness and its nights startling people with mischievous tricks. Since it loves watching frightened people, it is known to yank and bite at people's hair or sneak up on them and cry and shriek. Previously, it was the only known Pokemon that could learn pain split by level up. Now everyone knows pain split. We're all splitting pains. Uh, if you get I think a, sh- it's a TM, <laughs> if you get a shiny mischievous, it is instead of bluish black with purple, it is green with yellow high gold highlights, yellow highlights. It's okay. It's an okay shiny. Some trivia here: uh, mischievous. First two anime episodes, uh, both. Involved the legendary beast Raikou and Entai. Mistrevus can be seen parallel with Murkrow. Both are Generation Two Pokemon that utilize the darks, the Dusk Stone, and their evolved forms were both introduced in Generation Four. Mistrevus is exclusive to Pokemon Leaf Green, Pearl, and White, while Murkrow is exclusive to Fire Red, Diamond, and Plaque. Mistrevus is listed after Murkrow in the National Pokedex, but its evolution, Mismegius, comes before Murkrow's evolution, Honchkrow. And Mistrevus was the only ghost-type Pokemon introduced in Generation 2. That's a I have a, uh, I have a trivia that, um, that they missed here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Mistrevus is the Screech Pokemon, but it can only learn Screech by breeding. Oh, that is some... It doesn't learn it by level up. That is some good trivia. It's also 200 in the national decks. 
in Pokemon Go. Your best move set for Misdreavus is Quick Type Move Hex and Charge Type Move Ominous Wind. That will do the most damage uh, for both offensive and defensive moveset. I don't know if uh, you'd really want to use Mistrevious in Pokemon Go. You can. What if that's the only Pokemon you have? <laughs> you're loaded up Pokemon Go, you refuse to collect your starters, and uh, you saw Mistrevious right away. Capture rate 30%. I, I get, I get Mistrevious spawns uh, around my house. Do you? I, see yeah, what, I certainly do. I see maybe one a week if I'm playing every day, which I which I try to still. I missed I missed a day the other day. Friday I missed a day because I didn't go out at all. Broke your streak. Broke my streak. I think actually I didn't break my streak because I think Thursday was my seven day streak for both. So I think I just delayed my starting the new streak. If I remember. <sighs> that's all I got. That's I think that's the show. House cleaning time. Clean the Clean house. Clean that house, sir. Clean it up. Still doing, still doing some stuff on Twitch. It's still uh, September, even though it's October. I think they extended September to like October 18th or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they got jealous of that Podtober loot. Yeah, they heard about Podtober and they, uh, they extended September. But uh, we're still on Twitch every Monday night doing TCG. Every Friday afternoon still doing TCG. Uh, every Thursday night, Micah and I are doing some Monster Hunter. Leaf Green is fit, it fitted in between those times, depending on... Uh, Irene has had a very busy work schedule, so we've been trying to work around that uh, with, with a Lola vacation in between. But we did a Leaf Green stream last night, and we just finished beating Erica. So we are on our way to the Sylph Tower, I think is next on the list to battle Giovanni for the second time so then we can battle Sabrina. Is it Sabrina then Koga? Sure. I don't think the order there actually matters too much. Uh, but yeah, so we're just still doing that. If you missed that, that'll be up on YouTube, youtube.com slash pkmncast. If you want to join us for those Twitch things, twitch.tv slash pkmncast, and the schedule is on that page if you're looking for exact times when we start streaming. But yeah, otherwise, uh, I think that's all I got. Uh, Al, where can people find you on Twitter? They can find me at uh, Yamanic Kill, and uh, I have just released a new episode of my podcast, Rants with Al. Rants with Al. Rants with Al. Is that just you? Uh, that's just me. Just now, it's quite a short podcast, but uh, I yep. would, I if you would hear me rant. Reckon that you would be ranting. That's that's the the idea. It's <laughs> what you see is what you get. <laughs> Uh, Will is on Twitter at Wash in the Sink. I am at Twitter at Dragging a Lake. And of course, you can stay up to date with the podcast. Best way to do so is on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are Super Biscuit Effective.
Biscuits. You're supposed to say super effective. No biscuits、um, for you. You said you said super, so I'll get this one day. Sure. And I don't <laughs> mean those UK biscuits either. Oh, what's a biscuit to you then? Something you get from Popeyes in a pack of six. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not an answer to me, though. I, I, I mean, I believe Popeyes is kind of like KFC, but that doesn't really answer my question. No, Popeyes is superior to KFC. No, that's、uh, very untrue. That's kind of like it, it serves chicken, does it not? Maybe yeah, yes, they're both fried chicken. chicken. Okay, so is biscuit a type of chicken? No, it's like no. a bread. It's, it's like a bread, like a, a buttery bread. Yes. Yes. Hmm. That's it's a like a、odd. it's like a little bun that you eat with butter. <laughs> Super buns, <laughs> basically. Great. It's super effective. Is hosted and produced by me, Steve Black Jr. Logo and artwork for IC was also created by me. Theme music was by Nicholas Burgess. If you enjoy ISE, consider leaving a review in Apple Podcasts or tell a fellow trainer about us. If you'd like to support ISE, you can do so over at Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/It'sSuperEffective. One of my goals in life is to make podcasting my full-time job, and if just half the listeners of ISE donated one dollar a month, I could easily make that a reality. For as little as one dollar a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community to chat with other listeners of ISC. And for four dollars a month, you'll gain access to our bonus anime podcast. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next week.